Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's season two, where I'll be joined by my friend and co-host, Anne. It's no secret, the best stories have always been shared around a campfire. We'll have a conversation with our guests, campfire style, leaving you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. So grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and we'll stoke the fire. Sent out actually an email in our neighborhood again and said I was hiring part-time, great job for moms. Um, We have flexible schedules. And I got 15 responses in two hours. And it, it was this like aha moment that this is, this is a need out there for moms to have flexibility with work. And because we, my whole thing from the beginning was I was a mom when this started. And I I want this to be, if we're going to turn this into something, I want it to be not stressful for moms. Like, like they, and they, they're all independent contractors. So they choose which days of the week they want to work and how many days. And so you know, they can schedule things around their kids' events. They, we don't start till nine and we end at three. So like my whole thing is like, get your kids off, have a cup of coffee, come to work. Today, Ann and I are talking with Amy Hayes. She has a painting and design business in Denver, Colorado that started as a hobby that has exploded. We talk about how it all started, how it's grown, And she even gives you, our listeners, her best design tips at the end that will transform any room in your home. Here's our conversation with Amy. Hey, friends. Welcome back around the campfire today with Amy. And Anne. And today we are joined by another Amy. It's my friend, Amy Hayes. Amy is a designer and an entrepreneur, and she has a great story of how she saw a need and started a business and it's really exploded. But another cool part about her business is it's a lot of women in an industry that you wouldn't expect. So welcome, Amy. Thanks. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So we hope no one gets confused. We do have three A names around the campfire today. We have two Amy's and one Anne. It's a theme. (laughs) A. Sponsored by the letter A. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Amy Hayes. The name of your business is Bloom Kitchens. What's the origin story of Bloom Kitchens? Yeah, well, it's actually kind of a fun story to share. My daughter, who is now much older, but when she was going into her senior year in high school, it was summer and she was um, looking for a full-time job, but she's working at a bunch of camps. So she said, mom, what could I do to make some money? And I had been a stay-at-home mom for many years, but always was interested in um, home design and had done a lot of work at my own house. I loved painting. So I was like, Hey, what if we just put out an email in our neighborhood? We have like a, a big neighborhood with an email system. And I said, we would just, let's just say, see if they, people would want to hire like a mother daughter painting team. And so I sent out an email and from that one email, fast forward eight years, I have this business that is not at all what I was planning. I just wanted to help my daughter for the summer, by the way, she hated painting. And so she quit. After like two <laughs> That's months. great. Yeah. It just, it just like was so organically grew from there where like word of mouth in our neighborhood spread. And then people would ask me for some design. And then all of a sudden some friends started asking me, Hey, I know you painted your kitchen cabinets. Could you paint mine? And that, you know, it just, it started from there. And I should say that Amy Hayes painted my kitchen cabinets. That's one of the ways that I know her. And she did an amazing job. And painting kitchen cabinets really makes uh, reinventing or updating a kitchen accessible to a lot of people. I think maybe that's one of the reasons for your huge growth is because it's like, oh, that feels reasonable. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it was something that I kind of did as a hobby for like a year. I just, you know, it was kind of fun side gig and, but I, 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 it's hard. It's hard to go in and paint somebody's whole kitchen because in order to do it right, you have to sand everything down and prime it. And, you know, I look back in those days and I'd be sitting on someone's counter, like sweating, you know, with like a hand sandpaper, you know, because <laughs> I didn't know any better. And then what happened is, is I had a, a client that said, Hey, if you um, ever need help, I'd love to help you. And at that time I was like, Oh, you know, it's just a hobby. I don't think I need help, but I ran into trouble with a, a kitchen that needed to be finished by Thanksgiving. I was running out of town. So I, our time, so I asked her, um, her name's Valerie, I asked her if she could help. And that was like my first employee. Like we actually completed that kitchen. We're like, well, let's do another one and let's do another one. And then that took, that was over the course of a year. And we started booking out, like we had this line of people that wanted us to come do it. And we were like, this is too much for us. And so we decided to hire people. And that's what really started the, abis- the business officially. And it used to be called Bloom Painting Company. And yeah. Okay. Amazing. So I, I have to interject really fast because I am identifying so much with your client because I attempted to paint my brown (laughs) kitchen cabinets. I did. And I am not one. I love the finished product. I don't love the process and, and I am a list ticker. So I'm, I just want to get it done. So I started, told my husband I was doing this. He was like, great. I sanded nothing because we don't need to sand it. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just, I, I researched it in Pinterest and chalk paint. Yeah. Chalk, chalk paint will cover and you don't have to sand. So I started, I did white on the top and like a blue on the bottom. I got three quarters of the way around my kitchen and I was done, done, quit, just stopped. I think I stopped for probably four months. And then my family was like, mom, you have to finish this kitchen. (laughs) That's awesome. I made myself finish. It yep. looks terrible. And I wish you were in Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. That is such a common story. Really. A common, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cause it sounds like you're someone I'm, I'm like that too. If I can do it myself, why don't I try? It's just cabinet painting is a whole different animal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a way bigger deal than people think when they yeah. get into it. Yeah. yeah. Pay so, the money for Amy. Yes, That's all I want to yes. say. <laughs> So Amy, this started off as a hobby and it grew. You had this list of people waiting, but how did you know when you wanted to invest yourself into this business long-term? Well, I, I, that's a great question. I, I was really in a place where my kids were starting to get older. Um, I was going to be an empty nester soon within a couple of years of this timeframe. And, you know, I'm just a busy body. I like to stay busy. I like to be productive and this seemed like something that was working, you know, it, it was working. And I, when I decided to hire these women, like I mentioned, sent out actually an email in our neighborhood again and said, I was hiring part-time gr- great job for moms. Um, we have flexible schedules and I got 15 responses in two hours. And it, it was this like aha moment that this is, this is a need out there for moms to have flexibility with work. And because we, my whole thing from the beginning was I was a mom when this started and I I want this to be, if we're going to turn this into something, I want it to be not stressful for moms. Like, like they, and they, if they're all independent contractors, so they choose which days of the week they want to work and how many days. And so, you know, they can schedule things around their kids events. They, we don't start till nine and we end at three. So like 
my whole thing is like, get your kids off, have a cup of coffee, come to work, you know, and then once and get them off to school. And then after school, be home in time to run them around to sports and do the whole mom thing. And, and in the meantime, maybe two or three days a week, sometimes five days a week, come, come and be with other women and do something that you love. And so I, I, now I can say all of that in hindsight. I think back then when I sent out that email, I was just desperate for help, <laughs> but I saw this need happen. Like, wow, this is something I've, I've struck something here. And I, I think I hired five women and honestly, for me, that was the end of normal life for me. And wow. I didn't realize it at that time, but I never had like a lot of, you know, a group of employees before and managing schedules and payroll. And then it just kept growing. Like we would get more business because word of mouth kept spreading. As soon as we would finish a project, we'd get more. And it's been quite the ride for me um, in this journey. But yeah, I think I just back then I was like, this seems like something that's taking off and I want to, I want to go with it. Let's see where it goes. Man, I love that you did that with the women. Cause the truth is, I feel like people can be so much more productive. If you've got a smaller window of time, you're usually more productive. So if they're working nine to three, they're going to give it their all from nine to three. Whereas, you know, sometimes when people make you be there from eight to five, well, you're going to take an hour and a half lunch and, you know, you just need a break. So I, I think that business model is brilliant. So how did you approach growing? Like once you knew this was getting really big, yeah. What, like what, what did you do? You know, it's funny. I have had moments back over the last eight years that, I mean, my team would tell you where I've said, we're not getting any bigger. <laughs> I don't want to be any bigger. And then a year later, we've completely grown, you know, and, <laughs> and it, it, sometimes it, it feels a lot of out of my control. And there, there was a point where I did decide not to like franchise, not franchise, but like I was going to, our company's name is Bloom. So I was going to do Bloom South, Bloom North, all across the front range. Cause I was like, we've got our model, we've got our culture, we've got this down. And looking back now, I'm so glad I didn't do it because we didn't like, we were not ready for that. And I had some good advice at that time to, to just kind of chill a little bit. And so I am just a, a mover driver push for, like I'm a visionary, I have a hard time saying no to what seems like a good opportunity, but I've had people on my team who are a different personality than me and who I really respect and value. They are, they are much more like, they don't like change. They like stability. They like linear processes. I am, if change is not happening, I'm bored. Let's change something. Let's grow. And so it's been a great like meshing of those personalities to find some balance in there. And I do listen to my team um, but we, we just, um, have had all these permutations, you know, we, we started doing cabinet painting and wall painting. So we were doing that for a couple years and then we, we were getting so busy with the cabinet painting. We said, let's just focus on that, which has been great. And then we started doing kitchen remodeling for clients just as a service for them. Like they were like, well, can you do help us with countertops and backsplash? Cause often they were doing that with their cabinet painting. And I was like, well, yeah, I think. I can figure that out. You know, I'm, I'm also like, everything's figure outable. I can <laughs> figure out how to do that. And so, and we also had built relationships within the community with different subs and contractors. And so we started down that path and did, you know, did not a ton, but we're, we were kind of mixing those in throughout the year. And this last January, I actually made the decision to not do kitchens anymore. It's just such an interesting part of this journey. I was like, we just are going to do cabinet painting. I don't feel like I have the resources to do the kitchens as well as I want to. And 
I need to make a decision because I was kind of drowning in my own workload. As and- just an aside, I was going to say, as a client that one of Amy's clients, she is amazing and hands on. Like she would take a phone call from us when we were at the granite place, or she would drop off samples of tiles for us to choose from. Like it wasn't just like, she would help you pick a color. Like she was very in depth and I could imagine that that could get very easily overwhelming. Yeah, it did. And and honestly, I think, you know, every project has its, its glitches when you get into construction. Um, and some were smoother than others, but I'm about doing things with excellence. And I felt like I don't have the team and resources and personal space to do this as well as I want to be. And so I made the decision not to do it. And then about two months later, this is this past year in, in 2022, a couple months later, I was realizing, gosh, if we're turning down kitchen remodeling jobs who want us to cabinet paint on the end, and our whole business is built around cabinet painting. And when I turned those down, I was losing the cabinet painting. Mm. And I had this aha moment in the middle of the night that I just feel like it was God saying, I actually need you to do this. And I was like, Hey, if I'm doing it, we're doing it right. And we're going to do it with excellence. And this, the last, so this is the end of the growth story is we have actually built a whole new company in the last six months. And I have three designers that work for me now. I have project managers I've hired. We've got three contractors. We have a whole new shop that we've moved into. And it's been, it's been really hard for me personally. I've just had to, it's like a marathon sprint to get new systems, everything, but it is, it is where we are landing. And now we are actually, the market had shifted. So we actually are getting way more kitchen remodeling requests than cabinet painting requests because people have equity in their homes and that sure. they don't want to move. And so I just feel like that was at that point, God saying, actually, this is, you don't know what's going to happen in the market, but I do. And you need to move forward with this. And so I am um, now coming out of this big, big season of growth. And I'm hoping by the end of this year is my goal that I can have everything established and yeah, have a little bit of a normal life again. (laughs) That's phenomenal. That story of how you pivoted and then went back. Like the fact that you're willing to do that. I loved what you said too, that everything is figure outable. Mm -hmm. How did you come to that? You know, it's just my personality. That's one thing that I I love about this job. This job is hard in a lot of ways. There's been a lot of sacrifices for our family, for my health, for all of this, but but it's like why do I keep doing it? Because I do believe this is my purpose and where I'm supposed to be, like entrepreneurship and leadership. But also because there I love problem solving and I love these challenges. We have some big challenges and I'm like, we'll figure it out. Like in fact, when we have big challenges, I know that on the other side of figuring it out, we've actually leveled up because mm-hmm. we've, we've learned a new process or we found a new paint to use, or we've, you know, we've hired somebody different that we didn't have before. And so I kind of get excited now when we have problems because I'm like, we're going to figure this out and we're going to be leveled up on the other side of it. That's a great way to look at it. Okay. So Amy, you mentioned briefly your culture, the culture of bloom. And I know that I've had some jobs where the culture was so bad um, that I was ready to quit, (laughs) but you have got a great culture. So let's talk about the culture that you have at bloom. Absolutely. Yes. I feel like our culture again has kind of organically grown as we've gone through this process. I'm very lucky to have just amazing quality women that work for 
our company. I, I somehow we just attract just really, really um, hardworking, respectful, kind people. We do um, value so much that when I want this our company to be a place where people come to work, that they wait like when the morning when they wake up and they think about coming to the day, it feels like a very um, safe emotional environment. That it doesn't feel like a middle school environment. That they're they're worried about what you know gossiping or they're worried about um, you know clicks or anything like that. And we have a very diverse personality of women. And I love that so much, but we value so much respecting each other and kindness and just hard work. Like that, I think is the key to what our culture represents is women that care very much about what they do. They're very invested in the whole mission of Bloom and what we put out in the community and they work their tails off. And, and because people come in, I think sometimes people come in like, oh my gosh, these women work so hard. I don't know if I can work as hard as they do. And then they, <laughs> they raise up to that bar. So, you know, I think it's just that everybody has this love for remodeling, this love for hard work, um, for being active. And then also just this really strong focus in our company of respect and kindness. And we have lots of different, lots of different person, people on different sides of politics, of of values and like just it, but, but it's okay. It's actually a wonderful thing that we can all come together for this common purpose and work together in respect for each other. That's a beautiful thing. And I'm sure it comes with a lot of work in leadership and spying people who are doing that well and raising them up and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Amy, there's so many facets to your business and it seems like you have always been pushing ahead as the doors have opened and it's something you love. What do you love about your business? I think I love the most that it feels like where I'm supposed to be. And I, I know that because even when things have been really, really hard and the stress has been so heavy on me during per, per, you know particular seasons, it's been hard on our marriage. Early on, my husband's like, what is going on? Like you were a stay-at-home mom and now this thing, you know, and we had to work out over a couple of years of like this whole shift of, am I really doing this? And the, the answer was yes, we both agreed to that, but that's going to mean a different type. It's going to affect our relationship differently and how much I'm around and all of that. And even through all of that, you know how you get sometimes your a gut feeling when you know you're not in the right place or mm-hmm. you're not, something's not right. I, I've never had that. And I know what that feeling is where you're not being true to yourself. I'm like, even in the midst of how difficult this is, I've never once thought, I don't think I'm in the right place right now. Um, and I, so, so it's just carried me through that. And it's caused me to do a lot of soul searching about how I show up to the business, how I have boundaries, you know, how, how I delegate, give up control. So I'm not drowning all the time. You know, it's, it's been a, a grind, but I, I do feel like maybe there's something later in life that this is preparing me for also, because I'm learning a lot of lessons with this. So I think you should I, write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually would love to write. I, that's one of my hobbies that I love to do. I don't ever have time for that right now, but yeah, <laughs> so we'll see. Well, you had talked a little bit that like in the past six months, you've completely changed your business model. And I was going to ask you what's next, but are you, are you out of breath? Like you don't know what's next <laughs> or do you have a vision for five years, 10 years down the road? You know, I, it's, that's a great question. I do not have a vision for that. And 
I know that business owners are supposed to have like five-year goals. Like I hear it all the time or one-year, two-year goals. I feel like this has been moving and growing so fast. I haven't had time to sit and plan because things change so much. I don't even feel like if I made a plan for five years, it would look anything like that. I, so I've kind of chosen to just take it one season at a time. I talk actually a lot about retiring in a few years, um, which is interesting. I'm 51. I say that and my husband's like, you are not going to retire from that, you know, or, or you're going to be doing something else. And who knows, maybe it will be this in a much, you know, I'm more of a consultant and somebody else is running the company and then I am doing other things. That's probably most likely what it would be speaking, writing, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm open, but I do, I do see me not working this hard for 10 more years. <laughs> so that's what I would say. And I think for growth for the business, it's really getting settled in this new full-on kitchen remodeling world that we're in and streamlining our systems, but probably, okay, don't hold me to this, but probably not a lot of change, I would say, except, you know, just getting through what all the change we've just had and just sitting in that for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, it speaks to my heart when you're like, I don't know what's five years, 10 years down the road. I, that, those types of questions are so hard for me because it's like you want to do what's next, but you don't know the 10 next things. No. no. Right. And and what if what you plan to be next is not as good as what would organically happen, right. <laughs> you know, if you just let it happen. So Absolutely. I agree that that's got to be so freeing for a lot of people when you in business thinking you have to do something and then not doing it and just being fine with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think the one thing that I am trying to plan is I've been meeting with people over and reading books on like, what does it look like to sell your business down the line? And what things do you need to have in place over the next few years to be able to do that? So I do believe like there's some preparation for the maybe not Mm -hmm. knowing when that's going to happen. Um, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to sell it and I haven't prepared correctly for that. And so and honestly, I'm not one to be a big preparer. That's not, I'm, I'm way more risk, high risk. So this has been just advice. I really try to listen to advice of people who know this business or know business and business growth and, and what needs to happen. So anyway, I've, I've taken that to, to heart and I'm preparing for a someday. But yeah, other than that, it's wide open, wide open. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take, a little bit of a detour, but not really because Amy <laughs> is excellent at design. I mean, she's running this business, but the reason why I became one of her clients is because she makes things beautiful and she just has a very easy way of explaining it and helping clients, including myself, turn their home into a place that they really just have so much joy in just being there. And Amy has some really accessible design tips to like, I don't know if the word is to elevate a room or to make a room look put together. What are what are some things that we could tell our listeners to do if they have a room that they just don't enjoy and this could turn it around for them? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've tried to, because um, I've done some different presentations for groups of women about this, and I've tried to figure out the easiest way, the most doable way to, to have somebody be able to basically like a room in a box, we call it, like give some tips and people can transform a room that does not feel overwhelming. And so my, 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 my few tips are, is to start with a clean slate. So 
let's say um, we'll pick a, you can do this, you can replicate this in any room, but let's say we're going to do a dining room, for example, because I sometimes feel like we ignore that room for a long time. And then we do on, do all the other rooms, but, or like a bedroom, but we'll say a dining yeah. room. I would say, take everything off the walls, take the curtains down, maybe even move out furniture and start with a clean slate in that room. Because sometimes we get so, we just start adding on to, to what we already have there and then it doesn't all go together. So move it out. Um, if you can't move furniture, furniture is not an option to buy new furniture. That's fine. You can leave the furniture, but paint the walls. And I'm going to give you two colors. If you like a little warmer color, um, Revere Pewter is a wonderful grayish, grayish, gray beige color. Grayish. I've never gray. heard that term. <laughs> yep. Um, or if you like a little bit more airy, light color, there's a light gray called Sea Salt by Benjamin Moore. Um, that is just a wonderful just base for any room. And then the next tip would be pick one accent color. So let's say it's a blue, like a navy, for example hang some navy curtains or a navy vase that you put on a table in that room. Like, let's say you have a buffet in there, just pick a couple pops of navy and put them in there. And then the rest of the room is going to be what I would call woods and whites and greens. So have some floral in there that is green and um, maybe just even like a plant with, you know, a fake plant with some just greenery in it, put that on the table. Um, maybe a couple of white chunky candlesticks on the dining room table. If you want to put a runner, do something really neutral, like a, a gray or a cream. I usually, I love cream because it goes with everything. Whatever you, you, oh, and then maybe for wood, like a wood tray somewhere in there. So that, that would be the dining room. And if you don't love like a lot of color, um, I'm a little bit color averse. You could do really pretty white curtains and then you could do a, just a blue table runner, you know, a Navy table runner, but just keep it really simple. Keep these basic colors of whites and green or creams and greens and Navy, and then whatever that gray color is. And then just think about that and replicate it to any room. You could do that with a living room. And then that your accent color would be blue pillows, for example, some wood picture frames, some wood shelves on the wall. Yeah. And, and then just take any other color out. It tends to be when we've get, got lots of different colors going on, things don't feel quite right at, at the outset. And then as you get comfortable with this, of course, you can add a little bit more of your own personal stuff in, but hopefully that made sense. Definitely. Yes. The, the room in a box, it works. I've got to tell you, I've tried it. Amy has spoken to a group of women that I was a part of. I know several women who went home and tried it. Their rooms are gorgeous. So I would like to challenge our listeners to do this. And if they do tag yes. us in your pictures on Instagram, that would be so fun to see. I would love Absolutely. to. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Amy, you have been such a joy to have on the podcast today. And I know I speak for Anne when we look forward to seeing what Bloom does in the night, in the future. And if, I know we have a lot of Denver listeners too. So if anyone's in the Denver area, you can always contact Amy to to redo your kitchen. I'm like desperately wishing you were in Oklahoma city Aww. because I, I'd be hiring you today, <laughs> but, oh my gosh. but thanks so much for joining us today. Um, we appreciate your time and, and also before we go, tell everyone where they can connect with you on social media. Yeah. So we have an Instagram site called room of bloom and it's just all one word. 
Uh, we also are Bloom Painting Company on Facebook, and there is a Canadian company I found out that has that same one. So just kind of make sure it's it's Denver. <laughs> and then our our website is bloompaintingcompany.com. Uh, for now, we're we're actually changing it to Bloom Kitchens as we've kind of rebranded this year. But but yeah, that's where you could find us. Perfect. Well, I will link to all of those things in the show notes so everyone can find you easy. So thank you so much again, Amy, for being here. I know I've enjoyed it and I'm about to go redo my living room and my dining room (laughs) with your room in a box. I'd love to see it. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. And for everyone else, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. We hope you learned something, not only about our guest, but maybe even about yourself. If you enjoyed our conversation and want to make sure you don't miss our next campfire chat, please hit the subscribe button. Or even better, we'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire. Thanks so much. Until next time.